Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Breaking news. And just into the Rita Cosby show, former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100, passing away just a few hours ago. What an incredible life. What an incredible legacy. He is the last surviving member of former President Richard Nixon's cabinet. And think about what an extraordinary career escaping from Nazi Germany uh, as a Jewish member. Also, then, of course, coming to the United States, also a part of World War II, uh, influencing the Cold War, Middle East, Vietnam, certainly China, National Security Advisor under President Nixon, Secretary of State under both Nixon and Ford. He wrote close to two dozen books on national security measures. This was a man who, up until I think it was a few weeks ago, just did a recent speech. I heard he had three degrees from Harvard, uh, received the Nobel Peace Prize, 1972, of course, his historic trip to China, detente with the Soviet Union. Um, and also, who could forget this moment? This is when he announced the peace agreement of Vietnam back in January 1973. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, the president last evening presented the outlines of the agreement and by common agreement between us and the North Vietnamese we are today releasing, we have today released the text and I'm here to uh, explain, to go over briefly what these texts uh, contain and uh, how we got there, what we have tried to achieve in recent months and where we expect to go from here. And I was honored to call Secretary of State Henry Kissinger a friend. Uh, He came to a number of my parties and my birthdays. I interviewed him so many times through the years and saw him socially. What an extraordinary, kind, interesting, fascinating, funny man. Uh, One of my birthdays, uh, and I do a lot, as you all know, with charities, I did a birthday party for the Fisher Center for Alzheimer's, tied with the Intrepid. And Henry Kissinger got up and did this great speech. It was at Columbus Circle, I'll never forget. I think about a 1,000 people or so at least. And he gets up, and we're thinking, what is he going to say? And he said, you know what, sometimes I wish I had Alzheimer's so I could forget all of my enemies, because I have a lot of them through the years. And then he proceeded to talk about how important the cause was, how important the mission was, Um, also was so kind to me and just made the whole crowd laugh. Uh, He was just a lovely man. And even though he was a legendary figure, when he came upon you one-on-one, he was charming. 
Uh, he was always attentive and just always brilliant and just very, very much had a gift for people, a gift for humor. And what a brilliant, brilliant man and what an extraordinary life at the age of 100. And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show is also someone who had the privilege to also know the great Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger. Um, we are joined now by the chair of New York State's Republican Party. He is also President Richard Nixon's son-in-law, uh, the great Ed Cox. And Ed, um, we're so happy to have you here. Your thoughts tonight. You know, it's interesting. He was 100 years old, Ed, yeah. uh, and it still was like I couldn't when I was very sad when he passed away because you thought he would live forever. Uh, you did. And he kept living life the way he wanted to live it right to the very end. And your description of was just a very good description, uh, uh, Rita. He, uh, it, the last time that I was with him, it was in a green room. He was about to celebrate his 100th birthday at the Economic Club of New York here. And uh, he came in his wheelchair and saw me, and he wheeled up next to me at the table in the green room and put his hand gently on top of mine. And he said, I hope Trisha likes what I wrote about her father. No. Uh, <laughs> Humble till the uh, end, you yeah, know? <laughs> and, and, and then he went on the stage, you know, out of the green room after we talked, he went out, out on the stage and made a very uh, significant, cogent presentation about what was going on in the world at age 100. It's quite extraordinary. But, you know, his greatest uh, days, of course, uh, where he made his reputation was working with President Nixon. And Henry Kissinger was a professor, of course, a professor at Harvard. He had served at the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, and he was very interesting, the campaign advisor on foreign policy to Governor Rockefeller, who was a, who was a rival of Richard Nixon. Now, Richard Nixon told me back in February of 1968 that the way he would solve the Vietnam War was to go to Peking and go to Moscow. That's the way he would do it. This is in February 1968. Uh, and uh, his rival, Rockefeller, accused him of not having any plan. And he told me quietly that's what his plan was. But he needed someone to execute with him. So after he was, uh, he was elected, to Henry Kissinger's surprise, uh, he reached out to Henry Kissinger, Rockefeller's foreign policy advisor in the campaign uh, against Richard Nixon. And uh, and they got together and uh, there was a, arranged that he would be the foreign policy advisor, national security advisor to the newly elected President Nixon. He was even more surprised in their first meeting in the Oval Office right after the inauguration. Uh, and the president of the United States told Henry Kissinger, we are going to China, which was quite a surprise to Henry Kissinger. Yeah, I was going to say, and, especially back then, Ed Cox, that was really an extraordinary moment, right? It was it was extraordinary, but uh, uh, but they went at it, and uh, and finally, of course, the trip was arranged, and uh, Henry executed his famous bellyache in Pakistan extraordinarily well. 
And he got on, uh, he was indisposed for a day and a half, and supposedly that was the famous bellyache. Um, he was, uh, uh, as reported, but actually he was on a plane, flew into to Beijing, and uh, met with Zhou uh, Enlai, and they agreed on the trip and the basics of it. And he came back. Uh, no, one, no one caught on at all. And then it was announced by President Nixon that he was traveling to China.